Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem, brought to you this month by Bibliophiles. I'm Heidi White, and today is Monday, February 7th. And today I'm going to read for you a poem by English poet and novelist Emily Bronte. Uh, Emily Bronte lived from 1818 to 1848, which is not very long. She died at age 30, uh, and she left behind a single novel, very famous, uh, called Wuthering Heights. And that is, of course, what she is best known for. Uh, it's one of the greatest novels in the English language. You should run, not walk, to read Wuthering Heights if you haven't already. Uh, but she was also a poet. Uh, and today's poem is called Spellbound. And this is how it goes. The night is darkening round me. The wild winds coldly blow. But a tyrant spell has bound me. And I cannot, cannot go. The giant trees are bending, their bare boughs weighed with snow, and the storm is fast descending, and yet I cannot go. Clouds beyond clouds above me, wastes beyond wastes below, but nothing drear can move me. I will not, cannot go. I chose this poem because it is the dead of winter, right? Uh, there's just dirty snow everywhere here in Colorado. There's snow coming again this weekend. Uh, there's this uh, sense of winter behind us and winter before us. It's right in the middle. Uh, and this poem, I think, captures that uh, very well, adding another layer uh, of intensity uh, with the personal element, this sense of being trapped and unable to move, unable to enter uh, into the natural world and go outside and be in the storm. Um, but this is a very characteristic poem for Emily Bronte uh, for a couple of reasons. You'll find several things in this poem that you'll see throughout her canon. Um, one is the sense of nature conspiring to both participate in and create a mood uh, within a person, within, in this case, the narrator. Um, uh, the natural world is also in a moody, brooding place, which is perhaps reflecting or perhaps creating or a little bit of both, uh, the mood within our narrator. Uh, mood is a big thing in Bronte's work. Um, you can hear that in various words and phrases within the poem. The night is darkening, wild winds coldly blow, Giant trees are bending. The storm is fast descending. Uh, and then, of course, this wonderful image of clouds beyond clouds and wastes beyond wastes, this endless uh, expanse of nature all around. Uh, and I've been to the Bronte home where she grew up with her sister Charlotte uh, and Anne, and, and it is right in the middle of the moors in Yorkshire. And, and there is this kind of this endlessness to the moors, this barren, stark, never-ending rolling hills of, of heather uh, and, and the clouds clouds are always above and um, and that mood that moodiness that that brooding sense of nature participating in kind of the darkness within the human soul uh, is is part of the tone of all of the Bronte sisters but particularly Emily's work um, and and so there's that within the poem uh, and then there's also another characteristic element which is the sense of being trapped 
um, being caught in some way. Uh, and, and, and that has led many critics uh, and readers to see her as a proto-feminist, an early feminist, speaking directly into uh, the norms and conventions of society as holding women back from full potential uh, and, and marriage and childbearing uh, as being this um, experience of trapping a woman in the home. Uh, and in this case, in this poem, it could simply be that our narrator can't go outside because it's stormy. Uh, but there's also uh, maybe something else, right? There is this sense of brooding and um, and the, the use of the word cannot, cannot, I cannot, cannot go. The repetition there um, contributes to a sense of uh, the reader sensing a desire within the narrator to go out, even into the darkness and into the storm. Um, there's this emotional intensity and tension within this within the poem. Um, and then there's a bit of a turn here at the end, even just in the final line. Uh, uh, the transition is, but nothing drear can move me. I will not, cannot go. Uh, so uh, throughout the poem, there's been this sense of tension. And uh, as though the narrator is being held back, she cannot go. She cannot, cannot go, right? There's that double word there. Uh, but in the final line, we hear this word, I will not which is another all-important word, all-important idea in Emily Bronte's work, um, that no matter what is holding her back from the outside, no matter what's externally keeping her in place um, and contributing to a sense of immovability uh, and a lack of motion, uh, there's also an unbreakable will within this woman that she writes about in her female characters and in all of her characters. Not only can she, can she not go, but she will not go. And we don't know why that's left a mystery on the part of the reader, um, which of course then allows the poem to be a vessel for ourselves, for our own sense of being held back, um, our own sense of the natural world being a place of chaos and yet longing to be a part of it uh, and being held back either by an act of the will or by some kind of external force. So there is a tension, a paradox, a mystery uh, within this poem as you'll find in all of her work. Um, but I really liked this poem for this time of year. So I bequeath it to you. Here it is again, one more time, Spellbound by Emily Bronte. The night is darkening round me. The wild winds coldly blow, but a tyrant spell has bound me and I cannot, cannot go. The giant trees are bending their bare boughs weighed with snow, and the storm is fast descending, and yet I cannot go. Clouds beyond clouds above me, wastes beyond wastes below, but nothing drear can move me. I will not, cannot go. This has been The Daily Poem, produced by Goldberry Studios, post-production by Logan Green. I'm Heidi White. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back again tomorrow with another poem. This episode of The Daily Poem is brought to you by Bibliophiles, a production of the Center for Lit Podcast Network, where the Andrews family brings the great ideas of Western literature to bear on the life, art, and culture of our modern world. Look for Bibliophiles, that's Bibliophiles with an F, wherever you get your podcasts, or find curriculum materials, online classes, and book clubs at centerforlit.com.